Hey, what's up? It's the ODB Burnham, and you're listening to the WNS Podcast. Yeah. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries here are your hosts daniel heron tyler a bear and doug that's right what's up everyone i am daniel heron i'm tyler a bear i'm doug and we welcome you to episode 302 of the official podcast for wrestlingnewsource.com for all of your information go to wrestlingnewsource.com check us out on facebook wrestlingnewsource.com you can find us on facebook domenus podcast on youtube domenus video and on itunes wrestling news source podcast we are on stitcher beyond pod player.fm satchel just search wrestling news source podcast to find us you can follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Amber. There you go. So welcome to the show. We've got a lot to cover this week. We've got your feedback. We're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, uh, give you our TLC predictions, talk about 205 Live, some hot topics as well along the way. So uh, thank you for tuning in. How you guys doing? A little sleepy. A little sleepy. All right. I'll yeah. take it. Better okay. than a lot of sleepy. Yeah. So, good stuff. I, I am awake. Yeah? All right. When was Thanksgiving? Was it last week? Yeah. How oh, was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> food, food was good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you get to rest? <clears throat> no. Oh. No. All right. I did not. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy, well, well, I wasn't like this when I was younger, but I like to get past the holiday so I can just rest and not do anything. Yeah. Past all the family gathering part of the yep. holiday? Okay. Yep. Then you it. go home and, oh, I'm going to sit down on the couch and watch some TV. Good stuff. Doug, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? Do you, yeah. you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, Yeah, it was good. Not too bad? Yeah, my sister got engaged on Thanksgiving. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. yeah. She cool. doesn't listen to this, but. Well, that's okay. That's <clears throat> yeah. exciting news. Yeah. Is he a cool dude? Yeah. Did he ask for permission? Well, that's uh, an old tradition that is. Steeped in the patriarchy. You really want to get right to this, do you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did, but he it's okay. he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have? Yeah. Why not? Well, I understand some people want to, like, are torn between, like, um, asking. Tradition. Yeah, like, tradition. And, but the reality is that that's a custom that goes back to, like, when women and, like, when guys' daughters were, like, business transactions and yeah. stuff. And so... While I understand people like would like to keep tradition, I have two goats, a very well-fed <clears throat> steer, and some sheep. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, I, I, I hate um, to get right to this, but I mean, I didn't mean, intend to. But uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it is what it is. But. See, I was standing by you when it happened, but uh, my niece was standing by my wife, and she told me she goes, "Whenever that was going on, Bradley was saying." Is she gonna get married? And she's like, yeah. And Bradley had the biggest disgust like look on her face. She's like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I think now instead of rather than asking for permission, is more of a blessing. Like, hey, yeah. Like, look, I'm not like I'm not that. knocking anyone sure. who's who is um, wanting to uphold the tradition. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that realize like where where the tradition comes from. And it's, yeah, it's really about if she 
wants or whoever yeah, wants to marry it's you her decision yeah ultimately but it's it's nice if you have the in-laws on your side yeah tyler did you ask for blessing permission yeah i did it as well um so it's just one of those things where you know it it wasn't necessary but i guess it does come off as a as a nice gesture well see i think that the people the generation that you guys had to ask i think they think it is necessary yeah some of them, yeah. yeah. I agree. Like, oh, he didn't ask. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Where today, I feel like we're moving in the, the direction of, it's more of like a, like, I'm going to do it whether you want me to or not. I'm just trying to be nice. Like, it's more of like a, you know, honoring a tradition. But I forgot. There's someone, I don't know if it was at work, or someone told me a story that they didn't ask or whatever, and, like, the like her parents got pissed. I don't, I, I don't think I would ask unless she explicitly wanted me to. Yeah. It's just like no, you need, trust me. Really, it's, it's it's you need to ask. <laughs> you know, it's the uh, the guy in the girl's life. It's not really the the parents. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it happens. And I'm not knocking anybody who's done it or sure. thinks they should, but I'm just saying, like, realize where that comes from. <laughs> uh, I will say this: I did watch one small little clip of uh, the Total Divas preview, mm-hmm. and it's where Rusev proposes to Lana. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Have you seen that clip? No. Have you, Tyler? No. Okay. Apparently, they're swimming in the pool together, mm-hmm. and Rusev sets up a camera like on a chair nearby, and like she's on a on a flotation device, like floaty or whatever, and he's just in the pool. And I didn't I don't remember the whole the whole clip of it, but basically he's asking her, and he goes, "You want to do that whole marriage thing <laughs> or something <laughs> along those lines?" Where it's very nonchalant, like non-traditional doesn't get down on a knee or anything he's just kind of like hey you want to marry me does he play up the accent or oh i don't know is that just how he, i mean from the clip is that does he talk on raw like he always talks or no. is he playing up an accent he he plays it up okay and uh what about lana drops it huh she's she doesn't have one at all what's I've an heard, accent i've heard her on i saw her on total bills before the season was up and she was just like obviously she's not russian but yeah. it's like there's like nothing there and she's like originally from Florida. It's weird to hear her <laughs> talk because I've, I that's the first time I heard her well, speak about it. Well, whenever she was face, she dropped her accent a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say dr- she toned it down, but I wouldn't say she dropped it because she was well maybe, adapting to America's customs, and she was trying to adapt to the way that maybe, we talk. I don't know. That's how do I say it? Uh, yeah, maybe toned down. Then I don't know because there were sometimes certain words. It was It was yeah. That's it. Oh, anyways, so congratulations to your sister, Doug. That's oh, awesome. yeah, she's that's, not listening, but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's not listening. She well, just on the off chance that she is. She, you know, she's, you know. she's, I sure, <laughs> I assure you, she's not. She, you know okay. what? Well, she could I think I'm going to listen to a podcast that my brother's on <laughs> this time. I've never listened to it before. For some reason, I feel like I should. I assure, I assure you, she gives no fucks about this podcast. <laughs> well, all right, then. Let's get into some feedback. First bit of feedback we have is from James, and it's regards uh, to our NXT discussion involving like heel teams, uh, because we we discussed that the uh, revival might be coming up, and we're like, oh, who, aside from uh, you know the authors of pain, really, who is there? And uh, James came through and said, Sanity is right. a team. But and as yeah. soon as I saw that he put that, I was like, yes, of course. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it was like it should have been in the head, but it wasn't for whatever reason. Yep. So, uh, but thank you, James, for uh, for helping us out on that one. Uh, next bit of feedback we have is from Victor. 
Victor. Saying, oh yeah, I remember when you last told us that story, Doug. It was great. I'm more away of a turkey dude than ham, though I will eat both. Rice, beans, rolls, ham, and turkey. That's my Thanksgiving. But on topic, I was more disappointed with the Lesnar-Goldberg match, not because of its outcome, but because of its speed. We've had so much time spent on Lesnar's domination that we wanted to see him get defeated. But it was so quick that it wasn't personally satisfying. Just my preference for a classic scenario where a hero hero struggles but ultimately defeats the villain. Speaking speaking though, uh, as I know that type of story probably wouldn't fit those two competitors. Thanks for another great show, guys. Happy holidays. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get why people wouldn't like it, and I get why people don't like don't. Why well, some people don't like it, but mm-hmm. I was just okay with it. Yeah, I think they were going for shock value over anything. Just oh, here's a guy we've built up for. The past, you know, four years as this unbeatable monster. And yeah, we're going to take him out just like that, just to shock you guys. So, uh, but thank you for that, Victor. We certainly appreciate it. Final bit of feedback we have is from Mikey Carbs 20, who uh, uh, Doug might remember from episode 300, uh, saying, Well, let me start by saying I apologize. I didn't time my comment better uh, that I wrote it right before th- uh, episode 300. 300 episodes is a great accomplishment, and I feel it. I tarnished it by my comments being read that day. The only upside is that it allowed Doug to give a good speech about his opinions on a landmark episode, so that is good. I do not apologize on what I said on the initial comment because that's my thoughts. Although I do respect, and I'll always have respected about Doug that he did address it. Although Doug said that he thinks it's better off if I don't listen, I'm still going to uh, I'm still going to do it because I come I come to hear a lot of times whenever I miss wrestling shows and times whenever I do catch it because you guys have a good and detailed analysis of the shows. Well, for what it's worth, congratulations on 300. Yeah, thanks. Uh, look, I'm not trying to run anyone off. I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just being, you know, I was being straightforward about um, how my participation is going to continue just because it was brought up I. I just addressed like how I plan to continue as far as my participation part of the show. Mm -hmm. So yeah, look, I'm not trying to run anybody off. I'm not, you know, we love all of our listeners and I appreciate the congrats. So yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. I look, um, I think we missed this. Just, I wonder, I just, just cause I feel bad if like we, someone took the time to congratulate us and we sort of missed it. And plus it's, uh, Red Robin. So he's been with us for a long time. But he put on the face one of the oh, yeah. one of the times we posted uh, the show on Facebook. He said, "Hey guys, this is from jo- uh, Red Robin, um, Jonathan Branch, Red hey, Robin." <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Uh, hey guys, I just wanted to congratulate you on the 300 episodes landmark. Uh, sorry I didn't get to it beforehand, but I still listen every week and can't wait to hear your thoughts on Survivor Series this week as well as 300 more episodes. So thanks, Jonathan. Sorry Very we cool. sort of missed it last yeah. week. Yeah. Also, you. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. I'm lost in my. Uh, uh, Sometime days. this week. Yeah, well, uh, Facebook said it was his birthday. Yeah. Whatever. And I, I, I was busy. I forgot to. I was at work. I forgot to wish him happy birthday. So I'm going to say happy birthday on the podcast. Woo! Woo! Happy birthday. So, uh, yeah. I think that is John's I mean, birthday. I mean, you got your phone uh, right there. I think that is John's birthday. Yesterday was John's birthday. Or is it today? Fuck, I don't John, yes. His birthday was yesterday, I think. I believe so. I yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Tyler. I'm so lost in my days. So happy birthday, John and Jonathan. Woo! Anybody else we forgot? Yeah. Anyone else is listening whose birthday is this week or next week or the following weeks? 
you know, yeah, that just is, cover all the bases. That is uh, today. Yeah. There you go. If you're listening to this episode and your birthday is somewhere within the next 365 days, happy birthday. Well, when this probably comes out, he's going to say, well, it's not today. But- it's not today. It was when you passed it. Losers. Yep. You missed my birthday. I didn't. I made sure to comment. Happy birthday to the ground. Yeah, sure. So uh, let's dive in to the week because we have a lot to cover. Raw, SmackDown, like I said, TLC predictions, 205 Live, all that good stuff. Um, had the highlight reel with Jericho and Owens and Roman Reigns. We got to see the, uh, is this the official split for uh, for Jericho and Owens? I'm going to say no because later on in the show, Owens did say, well, he's still my best friend. Yeah, we fight, but he's still my best friend. I think he's going to keep that connection for a while. They're like, well, look at your hair. Um, it's going to be rocky for a while. I yeah. mean, they're going to keep on doing like you know the stuff what he did with the list and you know all, little stuff like that. And but I don't know what's it going to take for them to split. Yeah. How about you, Doug? I'm not sure. I halfway expected Jericho to come back during the main event, or not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, actually, it didn't turn out to be the main event, but <laughs> I halfway expected him to come back during the match. Yeah, because yeah, I thought like okay, uh, so Seth Rollins can get involved, and then Jericho's gonna get involved too because Seth Rollins and Jack Jericho. Do you think that was meant to write Jericho out for a while? I don't know. Because I sort of like this seems like they could be using it as a way to write him off TV for a while. Hmm. I don't know if he's like going on tour or something. Or I haven't heard anything, but that's not to say he won't. Because um, I thought I heard that there were no plans for him at Mania this year, so I, that made me hmm. that made me believe that he was going to be missing time before that. Wow, I don't see. I don't. I don't know if they. I mean, unless he feels like the list thing has has run its course, and you know, because he he's like the hottest thing going right now, so it would almost be foolish for him to step away from it. But you know, if he doesn't want to run it into the ground. I mean, I don't know if he's got something going on or not. Yeah. I just I was posing the question. Like, yeah. Did it seem like they, mm. because of the nature of the attack and on the car and stuff, like was that vicious enough to have, like written him out for a while? Maybe like a week or two. Maybe like maybe he's out next week and he returns at Roadblock or something to cost uh, so, Roman the match. I was about to say I'm confused just because I was like I I thought I know all these these four guys are you know fighting each other or they're mm-hmm. doing stuff but like i thought it was kevin owens and seth rollins yeah what the hell why are they throwing roman into the because he's the picture? guy oh yeah 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 so i don't know the guy because didn't they say like oh well it's story-wise it's like oh seth rollins won't be here because he got hurt or mm-hmm. whatever so then all of a sudden roman is now the number one contender yeah. See, I was expecting, like, since they did the whole split or whatever tease, I was expecting Rollins to interfere in the Owens and Reigns match uh, to to yeah. get Owens the 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 loss. But yeah, it ended also up being Jericho just Jericho would again there too because he got yeah. attacked too. But it ended up being just a um, a straight fight with Roman Reigns coming out on top because he didn't have his best friend Chris Jericho at his side. Um, yeah, I don't really know how I feel. About that, because they just did a, a tease split between Owens and Jericho. Then also, that ties up the U.S. title, too. 
Yeah. And it's they've been doing it for a long time though. They've played off of the insecurity of the guys for a long time. Yeah. Like anytime they mention if Owens is on the list. Or yeah, like there's these looks and or any time where they make it seem like Owens sort of hints that he's his own man, he doesn't need Jericho. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they did it. Like Jericho will give him these like these awkward looks or and stuff. So the it's Kevin been, and Chris team or team also, Chris and Kevin. Uh, it's, it's like, been, oh well one of us needs to take the pin so the other one can stay strong or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But so, um uh, Okay, Roman took the belt off of Rusev. Yes. But who has he defended against? He has not. Oh, okay. Yeah. You would think that, you know, if they're trying to build him up as, like, this credible guy, they'd have him defended at the upcoming pay-per-view or something, but, oh, whatever. Uh, It's not my call. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Braun Strowman easily defeats R-Truth. And then Sami Zayn comes down, tries to fight, gets his butt handed to him, and uh, Mick Foley comes out to deliver a promo. And unfortunately, hey, things happen. He was so passionate about his speech. He lost his tooth. Lost his tooth. Yeah. Um, I like the intensity from both guys, Foley and Zayn. Zayn. Um, And I'm hoping it leads to something positive for Sami Zayn. I don't know if it's going to lead to... Maybe Sami Zayn becoming the first person to defeat Braun Strowman, or nope. if he—I I was about to say—I, I, that's how I felt as I told him that, and I was like, "No, I, I don't feel like because okay, Braun. Okay, when he first came to Raw, he was wrecking you know local mm-hmm. guys. They had like a little, little—I don't know if you call it a feud. Something with Sin Cara. Maybe it was like two or three weeks. Yeah, and it was done. He hasn't had like a feud with someone, and which sucks. I don't want. Sammy to get fed to Braun, mm-hmm. but they don't have nothing for Sammy. Well, they did show like this the frustration between Sammy Zayn and Mick Foley. So, will this lead to maybe Zayn requesting to be traded to SmackDown? That seemed like a lot more of a possibility a couple of weeks ago. I- I'm pretty sure it's not happening now. Yeah, that's sad. Um, I don't know, Doug. What did you think about the confrontation between? Foley and Zayn. Uh, I mean, I like Zayn as a talker a lot. I think he is one of the few guys on the roster who doesn't feel like they're doing a bit. He feels like genuine and mm-hmm. he feels like... Doesn't feel like he's reading a script. Yeah, I mean that, but also it feels like he's just like he is who he is. And it's not like he's putting on... It's not like... It's more than just like he's not memorizing a script. It's like he like he he is like solid in his character. Like yeah. everything he knows how he would react in any situation, and there's like nothing to. I don't know. It's like he's not he's not trying to say anything cool or like be quippy. He's just like like feeding purely off of like the intensity of the moment or the the emotion of the situation. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's a great talker, which is pretty incredible considering his history of not like really cutting promos. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel bad for the guy because like Tyler said that because he's not being used or not, not to his ability because he's a great underdog babyface, And that's sort of, you know, an ideal person to put up against Braun uh, truthfully. So it's not like he's not being used to his, 
his strengths or anything. It's just it sort of sucks that he's not a focus of the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I was like, I could see them having Zayn be the first person to beat Braun because, you know, he is that ultimate underdog and he can sell so well and he remembers to sell throughout the match, you know, and he's got this incredible heart. He never gives up. He always fights back and, you know, it's going to take an act of God in order to, to keep him down. So I feel like somehow Braun could, they would put him in a match and Braun would make a mistake. Zane capitalizes it. And, oh my gosh. I just feel like Braun's a priority and that he's going to be protected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and honestly, as much as I like Sami Zayn, I don't know that Braun should be losing right now anyway. So. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I would, I would, you know, I would actually say he probably shouldn't lose right now. So Obviously, that's too quick because he hasn't really had any, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, to, for him to maintain the progress as far as like he's made as far as credibility wise goes. Yeah. He hasn't really gone that far. He's just, yeah, he's just beating jobbers. Yeah. So, I mean for him to be, he's probably being protected for like, like an encounter with Reigns or something like that. I'm sure that's where we're going to end up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for that to seem like a big deal when he gets there, he needs to have a lot of steam and a lot of credibility by the time he gets there. And so it's not really time to sacrifice any of that. Yeah. Um, after that, we got to see Tony Nese going up against Cedric Alexander. Uh, I personally was expecting Alexander to win, but Tony Nese got the W. Yeah, they love to beat people, be, beat people in their hometowns. You know, I mean, <laughs> and I was actually surprised that he was uh, Cedric was as over as he is, or mm-hmm. as over as he was. But I guess they did say he was from the yeah. It was the hometown boy. Um, then we got to see, like, uh, like we alluded to, Jericho attacked in the parking lot by Rollins. I actually liked, I liked the attack. Um, you know, it was, it was a fresh pace. Having- I was, I, I laughed so hard because he was about to get, they opened the door and he's about to get in or whatever. And it's like, oh, something about the list. He turns around. And so he runs. I thought he was running past the, the vehicle. Yeah. Rollins jumps in the vehicle, but Jericho just runs around to try to get another door. I thought Ran, he was running. He took the, the long way around the car. Like, what? <laughs> the very long way around the car. Um, but yeah, uh, I dug it. I was I was fine with it. I enjoyed it. Um, then we got to see. Uh, was this Enzo and Cass? Or when did when did the first part of the uh, Sasha and Charlotte match take place? Uh, I don't remember what point in the show. Okay, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. But uh, um, Enzo goes up against uh, Rusev and cuts a promo about the best day of, you know, Lana's life of Lana's life and all that. And I've seen a lot of comments saying only in the WWE can someone mock someone's wife and be the good guy. Yep. You know, like <laughs> it's like, like it's Rusev's a- the one defending his wife's honor. Yeah. It's like a trend with a. It's like a trend because Roman did the same shit. They they yeah. were just sort of like. That's true. Roman just sort of decided he was gonna <laughs> fuck with them, and then, you know, and then like. Rusev's the good guy here. I mean, I mean, really, it's. I mean, Enzo. Okay, maybe he didn't intend to like walk around naked or whatever, <laughs> but once he did, he was just he was like sort of like. Flaunting? Yeah, I mean, he was sort of like putting it on her, like, "Hey, you, uh, I know you're into this shit," or like, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's sort of the attitude yeah, yeah, he had. Yeah. It wasn't so. 
it's not like it's like he it's not like he was like oh sorry i got locked out of here i didn't mean to like walk down the hall with my dick hanging out <laughs> you got a problem here <clears throat> yeah your guy has a big problem i wouldn't call it a problem i mean his whole promo is he his whole promo is about his, a lot of looking at his his dick or seeing his dick <laughs> <laughs> just wrong it's sexual harassment and what rusev is trying to defend his wife's in honor and the, the the audience that were cheering on enzo yeah they don't even know what's going on. Those poor little kids. They no, don't no, know what's no. going on. Uh, uh, they'll get it in a few years. I mean, like, look, like, getting locked. If your friend plays a joke on you and you get locked out in the hall, that doesn't make you a bad guy. But the way he, like, carried it's himself. It's how you react him, to that, yeah. <laughs> that action. It's like there's, there's confidence and then there's just a little bit too much. I watched that thing again. She looked down about three or four times. <laughs> you would, too. Don't lie. Um, <laughs> he's got a problem um, but yeah the, the match ends in what I think is the most reality based driven way it's like you show my wife something that is inappropriate and I'm going to take that part out dick kick <laughs> yeah kicked him right square in the nits um, Enzo gets the win via disqualification and then he proceeds to say don't you ever talk about my wife don't hey, you talk to my wife two wrongs don't make a right <clears throat> nope but a kick to the groin sends a statement yep yeah i mean I look dude still like two dudes in a row that he's feuded with have sort of like stepped to his wife in weird ways so he's not like a total it's not he's not totally out of line and wrong but he is sort of like possessive like <laughs> yeah. about sure her, so. yeah so it's still a little like shades of gray hey, but man. hey he knows what he's got Hey, and also, he's like, I don't want to ruin this. He's paranoid because yeah. she dumped him for Ziggler. She did. She did. Maybe it's because he's really controlling. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little controlling, yeah. But on the other hand, don't go showing your dick to my girl, man. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Um, after that, we got to see Rich Swan going up against Noam Dar. Um can you handle this? Yeah, that is the question. Um, Kendrick was on uh, on commentary throughout the match. And um, I don't know. What did you think about it, Doug? I thought it was a fine match. Um, makes sense that he that he was going to win. He's one of the more over guys. Makes Especially makes sense whenever you consider the 205 stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, so Rich Swan ends up getting the victory, and then we got to see uh, Cesaro and Sheamus bond over a uh, a bar fight. So this is sort of the continuation of their story. Uh, all right, we didn't get to get the job done, and it's mostly because we can't stand one another. But whenever we're fighting, we get along just fine. I know that uh, those are just probably you know, you know oh, yeah. plants and stuff. Oh, but yeah. like that dude just like spit right in his face. But also <laughs> that. The girl who like walks up when they're at the bar is Tessa Blanchard. Oh, really? Yeah. Is she in NXT? She has made appearances in NXT. Ah. Hmm. I don't. She's not like signed or whatever. I mean, I know you, you get paid, but some that would piss me off. Some dude's just gonna hey, come up to you and sp- what did he call for? Spit in his face. I would think spit. What's I, he doing? I coughing? Don't remember. What's that guy doing? Coughing in a bar. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the <laughs> worst, man. Yeah. So, uh, nice little bar brawl yeah. broke out, and so that's gonna lead them to them being, or they're they're, they're split right now, huh? They said this is the end. 
or they're going to be more I unified. think they're probably going to ask for one more chance. Hey, Foley, give us one more chance to see if this thing can actually work they're gonna out. They're going to be New Day. It's just going to be after they break the record. See, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they did it, like, on Monday. I don't think so. No? Okay, so how many how many days they got? Like, or, like two weeks. Yeah, like two weeks from so now. So it's going to be at the next, the next pay-per-view they're going to beat them. Next Raw. Well, they still have like two Raws to get through, and then, then the uh, the pay per view. But you know, they still have two Raws before they break the record. Which is why I wouldn't be surprised if Cesaro and Sheamus like cut them off right before, and it drives New Day insane. <coughs> nah, man. Nah, nah, I wouldn't say it would go that far just to tie, or it'll be a little less. <coughs> Excuse me. No, I don't think they would tie, but I think they would get cut short. But uh, you never know. We'll see. Um, we got to see Paul Heyman cry. <laughs> but that's an actor right there, man. Yeah, that's I a, cannot. That's cry. range. I cannot cry on command. By the end of the show, I want to see a tear. So uh, you make it happen. You cry on command. It's like I'm gonna have to think like sad thoughts and really like force myself. Well, to don't cry. get yourself cannot, down. Don't do that. I cannot do that. No, I don't do that. Um, so yeah, Paul Heyman discussing what's next. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm oh, trying. I was about to say he's looking so sad. Um, so Paul Heyman basically saying, "Hey, look, we underestimated Goldberg. The guy was been on the shelf not, for twelve years." I'm we, not gonna lie, I laughed. Yeah, I laughed. This I was like, "This is good." I love the fact that they had to bleep a word from him. Yeah, you know? what it's like he, he was pissed off. Oh yeah. So uh, I don't know, Doug. Any thoughts on that? Not really. Okay. Do you really care Standard what Brock Lesnar? The what? Do you really? Is that what I said? You really care what Brock Lesnar? Oh, you re- like it? Like, like you, you stay re- up late at night worrying about what Brock Lesnar's <laughs> thinking? Come on! Uh, New Day defeats Gallows and Anderson. Big surprise. Big surprise. Um, the main event of the night: Sasha Banks going up against Charlotte. No disqualification. Falls count anywhere. All of that good stuff. And uh, Sasha Banks defeats Charlotte. I really like the way that they did the submission. That was a pretty cool. Yeah. Little use of the arena. Um, I didn't see it coming, but it didn't surprise me because they like hot shot in the title between them too. Yeah, and um, some people were commenting that the the comment made by Dana Brooke about oh I'm planning the after party or something after Raw that was supposed to be like a tell that uh, that uh, Charlotte was gonna lose, but you never know how it's gonna go. Um, I've, I liked the matchup. I thought that some of the spots they did were really good. The uh, the moonsault off the announce table onto the floor was really nice. The uh, the use of the kendo sticks uh, or the kendo stick during the uh, the figure eight was nice. And you know the, these two girls went to town. What do you think, Doug? Uh, I think you guys are underselling it a little bit. I thought it was like really really good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, It's definitely their best TV match. Um, I'm trying to think if the, any of the pay-per-view matches surpassed it. Uh, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say off the top of my head, but I, but it was really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, just like you're talking about the moon the moonsault spot that, that she does, mm-hmm. that's really dangerous. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, usually the base is the bigger person catching the smaller person, and <laughs> so, like not only is Charlotte taller than Sasha, which makes it an odd catch. Yeah. But she's got like she's got more like muscle mass on her frame. It's not not just that her frame is bigger, but she's got more mass on her frame than mm-hmm. Sasha does cuz Sa- Sasha's a really like petite woman. So 
that is actually like a lot more dangerous than just a routine like like moonsault because yeah. because of the dynamic of Sasha being the base and so much smaller. So mm-hmm. it's really kind of crazy every time they do it. But um, uh, yeah, the finish was cool. Uh, although if I was going to nitpick that the the finish came abruptly, it felt it, like it did kind of just happen. It was like oh now I'm now I'm pulling on you and you tap out. It felt like they had another like five to seven minutes of the match or something, and then they're just like oh no this is the finish. Yeah. But uh, go to the finish. Go to the finish. Okay. okay. But uh, other than that, the it was an excellent match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that popped in my head whenever uh, whenever Charlotte was getting ready for that moonsault was, wow, they must have they must have had to bolt that table down because you know, at first thought whenever uh, Sasha was down, I thought, oh, she's gonna flip the table and it's gonna land on Sasha. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I originally thought, and then she got up on top and was getting ready to do the moonsault, and I'm like, oh, they. I sure hope they bolted that down because if she goes to make the move to jump, that table could easily flip over. Yeah, I don't know what it is about these two women, but they I buy their I buy into their dislike for each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because there is some actual dislike for each other, but I think it's that mutual respect. They bring out the best in one another and I just I just buy into the violent like Sometimes even even in these like gimmick type matches, it's sometimes difficult. I mean, after years and years of having been a fan, it's sometimes difficult to buy into that this is not just a performance, but this is like a performance of people who are supposed to like hate each other, have been driven to a point where they're willing to do these terrible things to each other. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's it's hard for me to do that these days. But for whatever it is about these two, I bought it. As, as sloppy and as sort of weird as the cage match was, what uh, one of the things that they did bring in like spades was like the intensity, and I feel like they did that here too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that they are they are trying to create that revolution that everyone was talking about. Well, they are, but like they're it, wanting to set the bar, they're well, wanting to raise the bar. Well, they're not just, they're not just trying, and they're not just wanting to. They are. They've actively changed. Like the style and the way that the women work and are respected from a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. What the 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 bad thing about it is that they try to the way that the company try and I get it. Your company, you're trying to sell, you're trying to like put positive spin on the things you're doing. But the way that the company tried to publicize it is sort of what took away from it. If they would have just let it happen on their own without having to tell everyone about how you know, how much of a revolution it was or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. if they would have just let them... Look at what we've done! Hey, this is a revolution. <clears throat> oh, cool. And it's sort of the same way that they do charity. Great. It's awesome that you're doing charity, but it ultimately, the the bottom line is the charity's getting done. Yeah. But still, it's like... It makes it look like you're doing the charity for the publicity. Right. And even though they are, I mean, at least the charity's getting done. Like, yeah. at least the women's is getting revolutionized. It's just, it, it, takes, uh, it takes some portion of it... Uh, the authenticity away from it whenever you sort of yeah uh like publicize it you know what i mean like make an announcement that hey john cena broke broke a record at make a wish sure you know that's that's totally fine but whenever yeah i there's there's a fine line yeah and of course it's like in their interest to do it of course it's i mean they're they're a company they that's they're there to make money and, mm-hmm. and put and positive spin on the things they do help them make money. Yeah. But uh, there's like a way to make it feel more authentic. Mm-hmm. 
And I, so, like, take nothing away from the women. They are doing what they're saying they're doing. Yeah. It just sort of, you know, takes a... It lessens it just a, yeah. just a tad. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, we get it. And then you're like, it, it, make, it could make you become disinterested. Well, not, not only were they sort of, like, patting themselves on the back too much about it, when they were, like, patting themselves on the back, they weren't actually following through, like, the yeah. way they are now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know one of the one of the topics that I brought up uh, after Raw for our Facebook page was are they just hot shotting the title or are they actually building uh, a solid feud because people go back and talk about you know Lita and Trish in years down the road are people going to go well if you thought Lita and Trish was something you should also watch the Charlotte and Sasha Banks feud like do you need the title to change hands in order to continue the feud nah whether the titles change hands or not i'll tell you flat out now there it is no comparison the sasha the sasha and um charlotte matches are better than those matches the feud's better the matches are better that's just the closest thing that anyone can think of yeah and i don't mean to disrespect those women either it's not well a lot of it's out it was out of their hands yeah and yeah and a lot of it, it was out of their hands because during the time of of the attitude era and all that it was all about sex appeal and it wasn't necessarily the the content of the matches it was the content of what's selling on the magazines or yeah. selling in the newspapers or whatever it was that they were trying to do they were trying to sell the bodies and not the action so uh i mean i get that's the closest point of uh, comparison that mm-hmm. people can come up with but just because it's the closest point doesn't necessarily mean it's that close you know? yeah so you're saying that the Charlotte and Sasha be, uh, feud has surpassed the uh, Lita and uh, um, Trish Stratus. It's the best thing the WWE has ever done with women. Period. Like it's not, it's not, I, it's not a. To me, it's not a, a close call at all. It mm. surpasses anything they've done. Yeah. I mean, Sasha. I, agree. I mean, Sasha's and Sasha and Charlotte have both had more better matches in their short careers in the WWE than any women in the history of the company. Mm. And that's not necessarily, again, that's not a slight of those women. A lot of them were not given the opportunities uh, to do what Sasha and Charlotte are given the opportunity to do. Yeah. But just because they weren't doesn't mean it's close. And I'm not going to like pretend it is close. Sure. So, well, that's what I'm, I want to get your thoughts because a lot of the listeners might say, Oh no, the Trish and Trish and uh, Lita feud was, so much better. No, I think those people. No, with all due respect, I think those people are out of their minds. Okay. Um, <laughs> now we've seen. Now that we've seen what Sasha and Charlotte are capable of, we know from NXT what Sasha and Bailey are capable of delivering. That's coming. That's coming. Do you think that that could possibly surpass this, if done if done right? Yeah, I think uh, I think Bailey might be the best worker of all of them. And I don't think, I think last year I had a different opinion as far as I had like a hierarchy in my mind of who (laughs) I thought were like the most, uh, were the best as far as those, that particular group of women. Mm -hmm. I think Bailey was a lot closer to the bottom. I think Bailey is as far as a worker, as far as the way she puts our matches together and the way that she's able to drag above average matches out of subpar uh, participants, Mm -hmm. like the way she's able to. She Bailey has carried some very subpar women to better matches, and uh, 
Sure, Sasha's having fucking awesome matches, but she's having them with equally talented women. Yeah. And well, Charlotte is same. Charlotte has been on the rise. Right. Like she has improved since she first came onto the main roster. Yeah, but she's working with real, uh, talented women too. Yeah. I've seen like Bailey have a pretty fucking good match with Nia Jax, who no disrespect, disrespect to her, but she's still really green. Yeah. She's still very limited. They are still hiding like her weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that NXT match that Bailey had with Nia Jax. Pretty fucking good for Nia Jax's experience level, and that's because of Bailey, not because of Nia. Yeah, <clears throat> I I used to think I was I think ba- uh, Sasha was my number one, and I think Bailey was closer to the bottom. Now I think Bailey is probably better than all the rest of them. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> but um, yeah, no doubt. Like when her and Sasha do their thing, it's, it'll be great. I mean, we already know it's great. We've seen it be great twice already. Yeah. So I mean, match of the yeah. year. So. Um, Who's gonna turn heel? I I would think it had to be Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. I mean, just, she's a natural heel. Even when she's a baby face, she's kind of bratty about it. Yeah. <clears throat> and Bailey is just such a fan favorite. You know, all the kids love her. All the all the oh, adults no. love her. She's ba- turned Bailey, heel. She's gonna hug the hell out of you. <laughs> Bailey is as natural of a baby face as Sasha is naturally heel. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel kind of bad for for Becky Lynch because. Like no disrespect to the women, lost in the shuffle, man. Yeah, like no disrespect to the women on on SmackDown, but we have yet to see that really big standout match from from Becky on since the since the split. You know, like we we've gotten some amazing stuff from <laughs> Sasha and Charlotte, but we haven't seen that match yet from from Becky. And I'm hoping maybe at TLC we'll get something, but you know, it's a gimmick match with Alexa Bliss. You know, again, not to discredit her or anything, but I just don't know if that's going to be the the caliber. I hope I'm proven proven wrong, but I don't think it's going to be the the high caliber standout match that people are going to be talking well, about. Well, Alexa Bliss is really inexperienced as well. Yeah, I mean, well, this is all relatively speaking. She is relatively inexperienced. The thing about Alexa Bliss is she might be the best talker of all the women. Yeah, she's got a knack for her character work, and she has great facial expressions. And she improvises well, like off the crowd and off other people. As she knows as, who her character is. She does. As far as the talking and the attitude and the being able to go off the cuffs with someone, all that shit, Alexa Bliss already has all that. Mm-hmm. She's not the best worker, but she's she's young as shit. She's like in her early 20s. She's got forever to get good. Yeah. And she's already okay. She's going to get better. Yeah. You know? So I, I think Alexa Bliss is a hu- has a huge upside. Yeah. In in time, she could be one of those standouts. Yeah, she's just so she's so petite. She's so tiny. She's short. Yeah, yeah. I think she's like five one or yeah, something. Yeah, she's very like short. That. Like, geez. Um, but yeah, I mean, just really good work again from Sasha and Charlotte. Uh, Sasha Banks becoming the three time Raw Women's Champion. So. Three time, three time, three time, three time. Uh, to tie Charlotte. There are more finished pro as far as like. Becky doesn't have a lot to work with in the sense of Bailey's a finished product. Bailey is what yeah. she's going to be. She's got it in the ring. She does what her character is. Same thing with Charlotte. <clears throat> Maybe not so much for Nia, but Nia's not really in the mix. Yeah, there are more like complete packages on Raw for mm-hmm. them to work with than Becky has on SmackDown. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean you look at you look at the the female roster on SmackDown. You got Nikki Bella. She's pretty yeah. well established naomi she's kind of gotten lost she's sort of lost yeah yeah no um, she is lost natalia the veteran who you know but they don't ever seem 
they don't ever seem like they want to take Natalia seriously. Yeah. So. Every time that she gets something, it's always like a comedic after effect or yeah. something. I don't know. But yeah, I just I feel like the Raw women's roster is far superior um as far as talent, but it's not to knock the SmackDown ladies. Now, like, I like Nikki Bella a lot and I like Becky and I think Alexa is going to get really good and surprise a lot of people. Yeah. I think she's already pretty good. But uh give her know. a year or two and she'll be up there. I mean, she might be it may be a 6 months thing, you know. Yeah. You know? She's coming along like as is. Yeah. yeah. And uh even even on back on Raw, we're going to be getting Emma coming back pretty soon. Who I haven't seen a whole lot of her matches, but I know that she can she can work fairly well. She's gonna be yeah. a different character, huh? Yeah, Emelina or something like that. I don't know, but uh, She's a princess. Yeah, we'll have something to look forward to. But going into SmackDown, like we've been talking about, the ladies Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss sign their contracts. They have a big brawl. It ends with Becky Lynch going through a table. Now, the interesting thing about that is that Becky started the brawl, uh, but Alexa ended up standing tall after pushing uh, Becky through the table. Also sets up the pay-per-view match as a tables match. Yes, and they did have a uh, a segment later on where Alexa challenged Becky to a tables match, and uh, Becky pretty much accepted and called her a bitch. So, um, getting out of that PG world, calling people bitches, saying bitch. ass, and check on the dick. I'm the How man of the house. Um, Kalisto and Dolph Ziggler, or as JBL would say, Dolph Ziggler. Going up against Baron Corbin and The Miz. This match ends in a disqualification after Corbin hit Kalisto with a chair because they have a chairs match. But not before <laughs> Miz and Ziggler got a ladder involved. It's funny how <laughs> they just went for the designated the designated legal objects in their in their matches coming up. Hmm. <laughs> Almost like they planned that. Yeah. Um after that, we got a, a promo from American Alpha, then the Wyatt family. Uh, we haven't gotten to hear much from American Alpha since they joined the uh, the SmackDown roster. So I'm glad that they got some kind of shine, to, a, a chance for them to be able to talk. Um, then it was responded to by the uh, the Wyatt family. and uh, Man, they are teasing this Orton Harper thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like he's we, uh, Orton is the wedge to divide the Wyatt family. So... And the fact that Harper didn't get the job done against Kane, and I don't care what story you're telling, Kane does not even. <laughs> beat, someone else could have got the job done against Harper, like I mean, Fandango. I get, yes, I, I mean, look, I get it. Harper is a big, imposing dude, right? Yeah. And so it's tempting or easy to put Kane as the guy who beats him, but goddamn, Kane should just not be beating people <laughs> on SmackDown Live in 2016. He should be putting But he's the devil's on. favorite demon. He's going to be care. there in 2020, okay? I, you know, I think he should just go back. And be, I want him to be Daniel Bryan's assistant. That's a, I, 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 would much, I would much rather him be Daniel Bryan's assistant. You want corporate Kane back? Yeah, I do. I want, I want team hell no as fucking authority figures. Corporate hell no. Yes. There you go. So uh, let us know if you want to see corporate hell no. <laughs> Comment that on our uh, Facebook page or YouTube channel. Uh, we got to see a Carmella promo get interrupted by Nikki Bella. Uh, apparently Carmella was supposed to have a match, but it never happened because they fought. So whatever. This uh, SmackDown was very promo heavy. Um, it was unusually promo heavy. They're usually yeah. the match show. Yeah, they are. But uh, they're they're trying to sell the stories for TLC 
uh, to get people to tune in, which, you know, if you have good matches, you can throw a couple pitches in there and that'll uh, that'll sell itself. You know, I'm going to give them a pass because they usually do a pretty good job with that stuff. Though. Yeah, same for me. Um, Ambrose Asylum with James Ellsworth getting uh, receiving the uh, Styles Clash onto the floor. Holy fuck, the Styles Clash. I was like, <laughs> be, because he's already had the incident, like the first time he took it, I was like, don't tuck your chin, don't tuck your chin. The whole time he was fucking up there, I was like, don't tuck your chin, don't tuck your chin. <laughs> yeah, but I think he learned his lesson. Yeah, he better. Oh, um, that's, oh, I'm not even trying to do like a chin jig. That's just like the... Yeah, I forgot. Like I, I didn't realize I was <laughs> he doing. He can't this. tuck his chin, Doug. That's why he doesn't have one. He's gonna get spiked on his head every time. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Off the stairs onto the yeah. Floor. Boom! Oh shit! That was, a, that was a crazy ass Styles Clash. Yeah. Hey, uh, James, you're gonna be here to take like uh, crazy moves, okay? That's exactly what he's there for. Comedy relief and those crazy bumps that no and one else can he's take. He's also going to get the no chin music in when he But can. he does have a title shot. Yeah. Coming up. So, all right. Let's let's talk about this because so some hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, James Ellsworth. Oh. Does he win the title? I want to say yes. I want him to win the I'm title. undecided right now. I'm undecided. Yeah. I it's it is a possibility. It is a distinct possibility. See, I'm the just thing not, is, I see him winning it off of Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I mean, I I sort hmm. of talked about how I thought he was going to turn heel eventually, but they they backed away from the because where they were going for a little while is even though he was well intentioned, he was getting in the way, and Ambrose was losing his patience with him. Yeah, and so I thought that that was going to continue to the point where. He was gonna be like, "Well, fuck you," and like turn on him. Mm-hmm. But now they're back where like Ambrose, Ambrose got in the fucking ambulance with him. Yeah, like and, and like they're buddies. But he also like backhand compliments him. Sure, as well. sure. But so it's gonna get to the point where like Elzer is like, "Dude, I'm I'm standing right here. Stop talking to me like that." You yeah, know? but Styles is being like a like an actual dickhead to him like, yeah. the whole time. So it's hard what to see. What of a man? It's it's hard to see, man. AJ Styles beats the shit out of this poor guy. Not <laughs> yeah. ju- not just with the big bumps that he like he gets from him, but he lays his shot in like super snug with this dude. Almost like he's insulted this. Almost like he's really insulted that this guy's on the roster. Like it took him his career to get here. And this <laughs> guy, <laughs> like this guy got got signed off a fluke, and he's a little pissed <laughs> off about it. So every time he gets a chance to fucking like lay one in on him, he does. Like you're gonna get this, seriously. Motherfucker. Yeah, if you, if you guys not noticed how like no, no, no. I, yeah, to, he's pretty stiff with him. So do you think that's his part, or do you think that's Ellsworth saying, "Hey, man, I want you to to yeah, Ellsworth don't call fucking shots with anybody." <laughs> well, Ellsworth, you know how Ellsworth's character is. I'm just happy to be there. Yeah, that's not just kayfabe, brother. Ellsworth is just happy to be. There. Oh, sure. Did you guys ever go and listen to uh, his interview with uh, Jericho? No, I didn't. Oh, y'all need to. I'm uh. But, like, I'm happy to take uh, hard shots from you, AJ. Well, I, that's what I was going to go and say. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he is backstage going, hey, whatever you guys want to do, I'm up for it. If you want to hit me as hard as you can, I'll If you want I'll to beat the it. fuck out of me, yeah, let's go Like, for I'm it. making that money now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I know I messed up with the first time with the Styles Clash, but if you want to, like, do some crazy shit, like jump off of something, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he said, hey, I'm okay with you guys, you know, being a little snug. He's a little, you know, snug like a bug in a rug. I don't yeah. think he was asked. I just think hmm. he was. Uh, 
Interesting. Uh, AJ, why don't you beat the fuck out of that uh, Ellsworth kid? It's almost like AJ really doesn't like him. Is all I'm yeah. going to say. AJ doesn't like him, but Dean ends up winning the title. Ellsworth defeats Dean Ambrose with the help of AJ Styles because AJ Styles wants to get back at Dean, and then AJ Styles defeats James Ellsworth for the title. Yeah. I want a I want a lengthy a James Ellsworth title run. <laughs> yeah. Going up against uh, Undertaker at Mania for the title. Well, let him beat Kane. 23-2. and two. He could beat Kane. <laughs> Ellsworth gets the second defeat over uh, Undertaker. Uh, he beat Kane. He can beat Randy He's Orton. He's going to beat Kane. I want him to beat Kane. Yeah? Yeah. You want Ellsworth to defeat Orton as well? Okay, Luke Harper's going to lose to Kane, right? But not James Ellsworth. No, that's right. <laughs> can we talk about how after the, after the match when AJ came back at walking into the locker room, and Rhino and, uh, <laughs> and Slater were watching. Yeah, man, get him! They were cheering. <laughs> they were cheering Ambrose the fuck. You like Rhino's look, man? The he looks so different. Like, yeah, he does. I don't know if I like it. I don't think I do. I'm not sure if I like it or not either. Maybe just because it's new, it's a right. different side of him, and I'm like, oh, I'm not used to that. So maybe if I get used to it, and then I go back yeah. and look at an older picture of Rhino and be like, oh, you know, who knows? Hell yeah, man, it's entertaining. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> So um, the main event was the Wyatts going up against American Alpha to determine the number one contender for the uh, tag titles with Rhino and Heath Slater looking on. Uh, any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, it was pretty good. They protected American Alpha even lost. They have not. They have not beaten American Alpha outright yet. So yeah. I think that's a positive. They even in loss to the Usos, it was the injury thing. Mm-hmm. Here it's Harper getting involved. Yeah. Uh, they haven't lost clean to anyone, so. Yeah. In that's, time. That's the best we can hope for if they're not ready to push them yet, is yeah. to, for them to protect them in loss, keep which them, they've done. so Keep them going all right. But the, uh, the Wyatts end up getting the victory, or I should say Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, because I'm still not saying that Orton is part of the Wyatt family. It's just, he's not. He's it, just with them. He just does not fit in. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work for me. But does it evil. work for either of you guys? It's growing on me. Yeah. Uh, really? No, I like last week, I... Mm. I like him where he's mm. at right now. To be honest mm. with you, because I didn't like his singles mm. run for a long time. It's just so misplaced. Well, he's evil. Know. He's a serpent. He's got glowing eyes. So, anyways, well, that that happened one time, and then he turned the world upside down. Too, he did so. turn the world upside down because it was in Bray Wyatt's hand. Yeah, so. he was like, "I gotta get that out of your hand." Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that ends up concluding uh, SmackDown. So. We got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. TLC taking place this Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, I might not get to go watch this one live, so that kind of sucks, but I will not be there. Uh, I won't get to watch it on the network live as it's happening either. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to probably have to work. But, um,. Well, let's see. There's six matches on the card at the moment. I haven't heard anything for uh, for a kickoff match, although I'm sure they'll have one. Um, but we'll start with Tyler. Uh, pick one of the matches for us to uh, to talk about. Slater, Rhino versus the Wyatts. Versus Wyatt and Orton for the tag the titles Wyatts. on SmackDown. Slater and Rhino versus Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. All right. Since we uh, ended Raw with this, we'll start TLC with this. I really do not know 
where they're going if they're gonna split Orton. That's that's the plan. Orton's plan was to split Bray and Luke. Yeah. That seems logical. So I don't know. Uh, what better way to split them up by having Wyatt and Orton hold the titles with Harper not getting the job done against Kane? They yeah, look I mean, who the like, favorite is now, boy. They don't really have any like hot stuff going on with the tag division. Yeah. I feel like. Or do you think uh, Slater and Rhino can can go one more, one more round? Yeah, I'll just go Bray and Orton. Bray and Orton. How about you, Doug? Brorton. I'm Brorton. going with I'm going with Bray and Orton too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. So I'm going to pick uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Boy, Orton. You should probably think of doing opposite because remember how our picks last time were like totally off. Um, like one point ahead of you right now. Yep, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Uh, no, I'm gonna pick uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton to uh, to win it. So all three of us unanimous Br- on that one. Bray Orton, no, 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 no. Randy Wyatt, and Bray Orton. Huh? Yep, that's their names now. Okay. Uh, Doug, pick the next matchup we're going to talk about. There's a no DQ match, a tables, a ladders, a chairs, a match, and then a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh, Nikki Bella versus Carmella. No DQ, Nikki Bella versus Carmella. What you thinking about this one? Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going <laughs> to take Carmella. Yeah. Yeah. After all that smack talking she's done against Nikki Bella's boyfriend, yep. and how she says she's going to burst her Bella twins. Yeah. And make them go out her back yeah like, she's what? gonna rearrange her face so that nikki won't want to get married it's like you're gonna beat up brie what her bella twins uh or that's what she means by the bella twins yeah uh gotcha because she said i'm gonna hit her with it i'm gonna hit her so hard in I'm her gonna, chest her bella twins are gonna go i'm gonna hit your boobs that's basically what she was saying yes okay but she said chest carmella Carmella. All right, I'm gonna pick Carmella as well. Carmella Why risk the point? <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the chairs match between Baron Corbin and Kalisto. Um, man, we saw they sold the uh, the chair shot from Baron Corbin onto Kalisto, and they made it seem like it was the most devastating thing on earth. So, uh, Tyler, what do you think? About this matchup. Kalisto. Kalisto? You're thinking Kalisto's going to get the yep. win? Yep. All right, Doug, how about you? I'm taking Corbin. Yeah, I'm I'm right up there with you. I think they're going to try and uh, make Corbin the dominant guy, um, You know, especially what, with the way Corbin's they told him. Corbin's been having Kalisto's number. He has. In his cell phone. And he should because Kalisto is a pest, and he's going to send that pest down to 205 Live. God, I hope so. I want, I want Kalisto on 205 Live. There you go. So, um, so Tyler being the odd man out, picking Kalisto to win, we're picking Baron Corbin. So one of us is going to be right, which is good, I guess. Hopefully it's us and not Tyler. We'll see. Um, all right, Tyler, go ahead and uh, pick the uh, the next match. We still have a, a ladder match, a tables match, and the TLC main Ziggler event. Ziggler and Miz. All right, Miz versus Dolph Ziggler in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. What you thinking? Mm. Go with Miz. Miz? Miz to retain. All right. Doug? I'm taking the Miz as well. Yeah? Duh, Miz. Yeah. I mean, these these two guys have had very great chemistry uh, over their their feud. 
Um, and I feel like this could be the way to, this could be the send off. Uh, maybe Maurice gets involved again. Uh, cost Ziggler the <laughs> cost Ziggler maybe. the match again, maybe. and uh, that's one of his high spots. Puts an end to this feud. Maurice involvement. Yeah, so maybe. I'm I'm picking Miz to win as well. So unanimous vote for uh, for Miz. Uh, Doug, we have two matches remaining: a tables match for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship and the TLC match for the AJ WWE World. Not your turn, Tyler. Uh, let's go with the. Table match for the women's championship. All right, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss in a tables match. Who you thinking? Who you picking? Uh, I am tempted to go with Alexa, but I think I'm just gonna stick with Becky. Yeah. Any particular reason? Mostly, Becky's run has felt uneventful, and it feels like they could mix it up just to mix it up. And then it's kind of one of those, who does she face after that? Right. Well, it's kind of like, who does either one of them face after this? I mean, I guess, theoretically, you could end up with Becky versus... Um, Natalia? No, uh, Nikki. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Becky. Okay. Oh, my God, Becky. Look at her butt. Okay, but who are you picking to win? <laughs> Becky. All right. So you're picking Becky, you're picking Becky. I'm going to go with Becky as well. I think that Natalia would probably be next up on the uh on the thing on the uh number 1 contendership just because they're kind of shorthanded on the on the heel females. Who else is there really? Um I mean you've well, got you've got Car- right. you've got Carmella. Well, she's out on injury and Tamina, whatever. Yeah, Tamina's injured, still out on injury. Even Marie is Back from suspension, but filming that movie. <laughs> she's busy. And then she's got to go, and after the filming, she's got to go and rest at her summer home or something. Um, I mean, you've got Natalia, you've got Carmella, yep. and that's about it. Alexa Bliss, those are your, your real three hills for, for SmackDown Live. Uh, so, yeah, all three of us picking Becky Lynch. To retain the women's championship, wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of freak accident, you know, similar to how Sheamus defeated John Cena. You know, well, they're I mean, up look, on the top and tables match is an easy way to to beat someone that you don't want to beat outright by having them pinned or submitted. It's just yeah. they just fell through a table. Anyone can fall through a table, like the Big Show and Cody Rhodes match, yeah. where you know Cody kicked the legs out and it's not a decisive victory over someone. Yeah. It could be a, a freak accident. So I would not be surprised if Alexa won this, but I'm going to stick with Becky. Cool. And that takes us into TLC for the World Championship. AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. Anything goes. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. So, Tyler, we're going to kick things off with you. Who are you going to pick between the two competitors? AJ Styles. AJ Styles to retain. All right. Any particular reason? Um, I just wanted to keep the title. Okay. Doug? AJ. All right. Any particular reason? Eh, they sort of, I think they just sort of let, Ambrose sort of had his shot, I think, and they didn't, they weren't happy with, uh, I don't know if it was his performance per se, or they just were like, this is not getting over, so mm-hmm. we're going to put it on AJ. But Plus, AJ is the champ that runs the camp. That's a good reason. Plus, how the fuck else are we going to get AJ versus Undertaker for the title at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, that's right. Got to think um, for the future. Yep. 
I'm going to pick AJ Styles to retain as well. The motherfucker well. was like, I'm back, and I haven't seen him on SmackDown since. <laughs> yep. Oh, wait, it's only been one, it's been one week or two weeks. Two. two weeks. Okay, one week I would have excused, but if you make the I'm back announcement, you, I'm best, back you once, best show your face. Well, The Rock did the same thing. Well, hey, I'm, I'm back, and I'm never going away. Hey, Three I'm months back. Later, uh, one, you're going to see me once a month. That's right. I, only on the WWE Network. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to work a full schedule, obviously. Nah. Nor should he. So uh, I got to. But s- I guess it's going to be him and Kane. I, I could see him and Kane up against Orton and Wyatt. For One last goals. ride. <laughs> I, get it. I can see One it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our predictions. Let us know what you think. But I have to say, those were some great picks. Those, those were, were some, some great, great picks. picks. Those, those were, were some, some great, great picks. picks. Stop saying dicks. You're not Enzo, or I'll be Rusev. <laughs> How you doing? Wham. All right. Well, did you guys happen to catch 205 Live, the uh, debut yeah. episode? I caught that I shit. I caught that shit. Good yeah. stuff. I Good it. stuff. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I like the, the fact that they had the entire roster up on the stage, so we saw got to see uh, pretty much everybody who's involved in the cruiserweight division, which is really cool. How do you feel about Austin Aries on commentary? I was fine with it. You could tell he got he got flustered a couple of times, but... You know that's to be expected with commentary. If you're, it cracked me up, man. Yeah, he was. He he had some pretty good lines, but uh, um, you know, we got the introductions, we got video packages, all the stuff that Raw should have been doing, but they failed to do miserably. Um, we got to see the Bollywood Boys, which I think is Tyler's favorite group in the cruiserweight division. I really like them. I really do, man. Yeah, I'm getting them. Get getting getting behind them. them. Yeah. As a team, which is you know also weird, like how are they gonna play them off? Because they made, I mean, Gulak and uh, Nice have been teaming up, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the only tag team they have. And sure. I don't know what the Bollywood Boys are gonna. Well, they don't do. necessarily have to do a tag team every. every or time like, they go oh, out one there. can fight someone else, but the brother's gonna come out with them. Yeah, and be in the corner. Well, it is an interesting dynamic because they are the only established tag team. Yeah. On the show, so. It could be, you know, later down the line they did they had uh, Cedric Alexander and, and Rich Swan teaming together for a few weeks, and you've got like you said, and Tony Nese and Drew Gulak. You know, you can have a couple other guys team together. Um, I'll say which, this: yeah, odd pairings, uh, which goes into the match when they're talking about um, Drew Gulak. I know Corey and Austin was promoting him how tough and all. They don't really like, and I was telling. Daniel, they still don't show too much of him. He's just, I guess, there yeah. to... He's not there to be featured. But it still sucks. They're like, oh, well, he's he does this. He's, you know, a technical master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they have to hype him up, but they're not show. I don't know. It's just to make him seem credible to the audience. Yeah. Well, see, the, I want to talk about the audience in general because I feel like they, they, failed, they failed to... They failed to capture the feeling of the the Cruiserweight Classic, and that's because the Cruiserweight Classic was in full sell. Mm-hmm. It was in front of fans who already knew who these people were. This very is SmackDown, right? Was people, Smackdown? SmackDown, yeah. Not just not just people who knew who they were, but people who went there knowing that they were going to enjoy what they saw. They went there ready to be into the matches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And this is that is um, you know. A far cry from the people who your average fan who came to watch SmackDown and then they're like, oh, it's not over yet. They're going to show some more stuff. Yeah. And they don't know who these people are. And 
a lot of stuff failed to get over. Like I was the, shocking. The Bollywood boys are some of the more charismatic mm-hmm. of the guys, and uh, they didn't get over they at get, all. And all- they were trying their ass off. Like they and they're again, they were, you know, other than Swan, other than Cedric. I mean, there are di- there are different types of charisma, but as yeah. far as like explicit charisma, like like a swan or like they did, they didn't they didn't get over, and that was weird. It's, and I think it's just because people are like, who are these guys? Why do why are we supposed to care? Right. The cruiserweight classic, and, and this the, what worries me is this is going to be like this every week. I think the game plan is to be like, well, we put these guys on Raw, so the Raw audience knows them. They're not actually on SmackDown, but they're going to get on after SmackDown. So whoever comes to see SmackDown is going to see them. So hopefully they're going to be exposed to both audiences. Yeah. And then maybe that will get people to invest in the characters, invest in the matches. But right oh, now, yeah, I saw those guys at SmackDown. Maybe I should start watching. But that now show. I'm wor- right now as of right now I'm worried because there weren't too many people who got over on this fucking show. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I mean Gallagher got over, which Hell is yeah. good, <laughs> but he he has. Probably the most unique style on the show. So that is when you see, first of all, you sit through two hours of 20 guys working WWE style, mm-hmm. like basic and girls that like, you know, WWE style, they all work the fucking style. They're told to work the style. And then you get to this show. And then even within like these guys work a little bit differently, but he works the most different. He's got the very like world of sport influence style. And you could see, like, as he did more of his, like, trickster spots, you could see people, like, like light bulbs going off over people that mm-hmm. were across from the camera, like, hard cam. Like, you could Whoa. see them being, like, like, a little bit more, like, into what he was doing, a little bit more into what he was doing to where he finally won them over. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think it was a strong debut for him. I think he'll do well for himself. Absolutely. But uh, Swan was the only person who I would say was over over on the show. And uh, I don't know. I, I I sort of thought, I sort of expected them to change the title just because this is sort of like one of those things where they're like, they change the title on a house show. Where they're like, hey, you have to watch. This isn't a throwaway mm-hmm. show. Like, things are going to happen on this show. So if you want to know what's going on, you got to watch this fucking show. You can't just <laughs> catch it on Raw like what happened. Yeah. So I get, one, he's probably the most ever cruiserweight. Two, yeah, do a title change so people know they have to watch the fucking show if they mm-hmm. want to see it. But I thought it was a pretty good put together match. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Uh, I thought it was a strong performance. And uh, I don't that, know that little flip he did or whatever when he he was on the the rail thing. He I thought like he hit uh, Brian Kendrick. He landed it just perfectly because he landed back on his feet. You know, talking about, about the standing four fifty he does. Like no, where he got whenever his knees up? what was it where he was? He oh, was where he hopped on, up on the guardrail. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. hmm. that could have gone bad. I felt like. I remember that, which is weird because I like, just got done watching it. But anyways, um, going to what you were saying earlier about the Bollywood boys trying to get it, get the crowd behind them and all that, one of the things that whenever they, whatever that leg thing is that they do. Kid and play, man. The kid and play thing. That. It's like the kid and play thing with a little Bollywood thing on it. Yeah. But the the hold the foot together, hop around, that's kid and play. Okay. And then I guess this is the their typical Bollywood thing. Well, I felt like after their, after their match concluded – they took way too long to try and set that up because they were trying to get the crowd to go into it, but the crowd was like, what are we supposed to be doing? 
and they're and they're like, okay, one, two. Oh, come on, everyone! All right, one, two. Oh, do you did you get the impression that the video packages were shown on the big screen in the the building? I don't or think not? so. You don't? No. They did a lot of them, so it'd be long between matches then. Yeah. I don't. I, I would don't. hope they would do it so they would get the crowd into it, but they didn't because it yeah, didn't I mean, seem like it, the crowd was into it. And also another time when yeah, they otherwise cheered, they don't know what your dance is. They don't. They yeah. Don't yeah. It. Uh, also another time when they cheered was when they were introducing the people. Mm-hmm. They were just blowing everyone except Cedric. Yeah. They cheered. The they knew. Out, yeah. Hell out, Cedric. But uh, but yeah, the Bollywood boys defeat uh, Tony Nice and Drew Gulak, Jack Gallagher, man. That's my guy. I, I love the hell out of watching him compete just because he has the ring psychology. He was he was entertaining for the crowd. You know, he put them in the holds and he'd fix his hair a little bit. And he's like, hey, you guys like what, I'm, what I've done here? And, you know, oh, I'm going to go over to the corner and catch my breath a little bit. I've been working really hard. And, oh, he's still struggling. You, you need a hand over there, buddy? Like, just the, just the way he carries himself through a match, he just oozes that charisma. And the crowd... Like you said, they they were starting to catch on to what all he does if and what you, he's about. If you watch the the people opposite Hard Cam, you could see like the first time the uh, the first time they did it. The first time people really popped up is whenever he did the headstand on the yeah the colonel the, the colonel the corner. <laughs> and people were like, okay, okay. And then he does the Johnny Saint time in a knot thing where he's like. And then he walks away while the guy's still in the knot. Mm-hmm. Then people were, you can see people were like, all right. Oh, this guy's right. I want to go, wa- go back and watch. I want to watch the people. Yeah. Go and watch the crowds and watch their reaction. I mean, it's not like a wall of people, but you can see, you can see the facial expressions on individual people like changing. Like, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, very, you know, I said it whenever we were watching the, uh, the cruiserweight classic, like Jack Gallagher, I didn't know anything about the guy before that, and as soon as I saw his first match, I was immediately hooked on him. So uh, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing more of his performances uh, in the future. And then the main event, of course, Rich Swan defeating Brian Kendrick to become the new cruiserweight champion. How the fuck? How fucking fast did TJP just fall off? Of no shit. Oh, it's like just he's like that. he's a total non-entity. He is well. I mean that the promo that he did with Brian Kendrick backstage was, I'm sorry, it was, it was awful. Bad. It was bad. It was bad. He's not a good speaker, and that's but, that's gonna kill him though. Yeah, but even then, it's like he's he's really good in the ring, but they're not, they're not putting him in a position to succeed like to his strengths though. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels so weird for him to have won it and was, been the first, and now he's like. Yeah, man, that was so cool. Not yeah. even on the show. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's felt you like you can see they, it in his uh, face. You can see it in his face. Like he feel he looks defeated. Like yeah. oh yeah, you could tell for sure. Uh, also, it seems like the the title has been passed uh, quickly three times. Well, yeah, it's to get people talking. Oh, did you see this guy? Oh, but no, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. You can see the look on his face. I don't know what the hell he was looking at. Maybe the screen when they were showing everyone, and he was just looking up. He's like, "This is it." This is what I'm here for. You can look like he—he he looks like he knows he's dead in the water, and he's kind of dead in the water. So it's not—it's hard to blame him. Yeah, it's like I had the ball in my court, and no. Well, I don't know that it's 100 percent his fault. It, yeah, it's not. He was—he wasn't given the reins to go out there and have the cruiserweight match that they had in the in the classic. They're like, nope, you're gonna work this kind of. You're working our style. You're up in our our league now. Um, you know. Triple H isn't in charge anymore. 
of that because he was in charge of the of the Cruiserweight Classic. But when he gets up to the main roster, that's Vince's yard. Uh, and they're saying I saw a report that said that 205 Live is strictly under Triple H's control. So that's why the matches were a little more entertaining. Do you think that the the Metallic video was reused from the Raw one? Because everyone got video packages, but his mm-hmm. but he was standing on the stage, and his his is the only one that said like "coming soon," as if everyone else's <laughs> weren't. And I was like, "Is this? I can't remember. Is this just the same video package, and they're reusing it?" Because hmm. his is the only one that said "coming soon," but he was on the stage, so I don't know why why everyone else's didn't say "coming yeah. soon" if that was the thing. You know, what I, I mean? don't know. Maybe that's coming next week or something. Like he's in action next yes. week. He's the only one competing next week. So be on the lookout. Um. So yeah, I mean, are you worried about the crowd reaction? Or do you think I'm extremely catch worried? I think that this should have been uh, filmed at full sale, along with NXT, because that's the the crowd. Like we, like you said, the crowd knows what to expect with the cruiserweights through they the cruiserweight. The guys. They know, yeah, the, they know their move sets. They know it's more it's intimate, and the crowds get way more into it. Because they've seen some of these guys before. They know, oh, dude, this match is going to be awesome. Whereas you go to a SmackDown town in, you know, wherever that it's just parents bringing their kids and they're like, oh, I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And they don't know why they're supposed to care. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we don't have the network. We just, you know, he's a wrestling fan. And so I decided to bring him to it because, you know, he's a fan. But other than that, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, go go, good guy. They would they they would have been lucky to get a yeah, go good guy. Yeah. Did you see the uh, a picture of like the the arena after SmackDown was over during two hundred five? Like apparently a lot of people like packed up and left. Yeah, I mean like, they pro- they probably didn't even know there was anything afterwards. Yeah, they said that like event staff had to shuffle people closer to where they'd be seen on camera to make it seem like there was still a, a good crowd. Um, so yeah, I I would have much preferred they film that at at full sale. Like just do it with the NXT tapings. I would have had no problem with that. You do three weeks in a row, and boom, you're off and running. I get like two or five live as like a snappy title, but it doesn't have to be live. Right? No, it doesn't. Like I don't know. Let us know what you think about that. Should uh, should two or five uh, be moved back to uh, full sale? I think so, but let us know what you think. I'm afraid they're going to die of death after SmackDown. It's even worse after because if they would have gone on before, at least the crowd is like all their energy isn't spent. They're like, Mm -hmm. dude, they're like getting in there. And, you know, I mean, I guess they'd be concerned that they wouldn't be hyped for a SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, you see the – the world title up for grabs. It's the main event, and they go 25 minutes, and oh, the crowd is all into it. Yay! Okay, oh man, that was great. Oh, now they bring out some guys wait, we've never what? seen before. Oh, uh, I mean, we can stay. Do you want to? Do you want to stay, or you want to go? I don't. What are you? What are you thinking? Yeah, let's go. We'll, these guys can stay. We'll we'll go and watch the show. We'll watch it on. What the I would really be interested to hear from any listeners who are not network subscribers or people who didn't watch the classic and that but did. But now, I guess you couldn't see it without the network. Let me rephrase. <laughs> I would be interested to hear any listeners that we have for our show that didn't watch the classic that now watch 205, their, uh, what their first impressions are of this yeah. and how they think it could succeed or fail. Let us know. We would, we would certainly love to hear back uh, on on those topics. But going into hot topics, um, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but after the uh, Charlotte and Sasha match, 
Uh, Ric Flair came out to raise the hand of Sasha and present her to the crowd. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Ric Flair and WWE have agreed on a uh, on a new contract. So it looks like we'll be seeing more of Ric Flair in the future. So no details as to what kind. It's probably just a managerial role or maybe backstage help or something like that. Who knows? Um, but for those of you who actually still watch WWE Superstars, apparently that show was canceled on the WWE Network to make room for 205 Live. So, Which I don't understand because it's their network and they can have as many fucking shows as they Well, they, they would film Superstars... I guess either before or after before. SmackDown, yeah, before. and uh, I guess they I guess they don't want to go like an extra, yeah, okay. And so two hundred five live, and I want to say that I heard two hundred five live was taped before SmackDown. I don't I don't know. I just want to I I heard that it was taped. That makes it not and then live. it was aired. Yeah, I mean maybe tape delay like a few like fifteen minutes tape delay or something. Maybe, who knows? I don't know. Um. For those of you who are planning to go to the Royal Rumble in San Antonio, you are also in luck. NXT TakeOver San Antonio has been announced. It's going to take place January 28th at the Freeman Coliseum. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're planning on getting our tickets this week as tickets go on sale. So uh, be on the lookout for those. Should be good stuff. Um, If you're a fan of the Spirit Squad, you'll be happy to know that Kenny Dykstra, I don't know if you'll be happy to know it, but it's interesting news. Kenny Dykstra, he was let go from his day job uh, due to missing work while wrestling for the WWE, which is kind of bad because he's not hired by the WWE right now. He's not a full-time talent. He's not a part-time talent. It was just sort of a needed on-basis kind of thing. And now he's out of work. So in hopes, well, I, know, of, I know they're they're working that Beyond show, or they did work that Beyond show. So yeah. maybe they're upping their independent bookings. Maybe we'll see. Uh, and final bit of hot topic news, unless you guys have something, but uh, Elimination Chamber pay per view is going to be returning next year. So be on the lookout for that. The demonic structure that is the elimination chamber anything else from you guys like in the same uh, spot I, know, uh, I don't know details to come like between the rumble and mania huh? probably they're gonna get rid of fast lane who knows let me I, I know people don't care but I hate I hate the name fast lane and I hate the name roadblock I don't yeah. need I don't need the car um, well this time it's not roadblock it's roadblock end of the line oh. <laughs> that colon extra title really changes my mind Roadblock, colon, the end of the line, colon, the soundtrack. I love it. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, colon, movie film for theaters, colon, the soundtrack. That's right. So, uh, anything else you guys want to discuss before we call it a day? Um, Nope. All right. That's going to do it for this week's. Make sure to... Submit your questions or comments on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. And subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast and leaving us a little review if you do so desire. We are on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, we are on Twitter. The podcast is on Twitter. It's a, at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. And Tyler's at Tyler underscore Abraham. There you go. So for the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abraham. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Uh-huh.